Well, the Cleveland Browns are back at practice. We'll go inside the locker room to let you know exactly who's ready to play, who looks like they're on the men's, and how they'll be able to contribute to the game this week against Miami Dolphins. Also, we'll do a little scoreboard watching. Um, you know, that's the type of the year right now. Uh, Cincinnati, Baltimore, talk about what they did this week. And then finally, uh, we'll talk about what we need to do to get to 2 and one Next three games coming up uh, in the season, uh, we really want to see Jacoby Brissett go 2-1. and one down and for the next three games until we get to Deshaun Watson. We'll do it all coming up on the next Locked On Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your Lockdown Browns host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11 to 1, Monday through Friday on YouTube, of course, the Barbershop 92.3, the fan on Saturdays, uh, he'll be in a little bit here. Monday, he was in Monday. He'll be in Friday morning on 92.3 The Fan, 6 to 10 on the morning show. So check out some thoughts there from Garrett Bush. Of course, pregame, postgame coverage, Cavs, Browns, Guardians, Buckeyes, you name it. G. Bush at G. Bush 91 is there always and ready and on the case. We welcome everybody back from the bye week. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed a little downtime. You know, hope you did something out of the ordinary with the family, spent a little time. We went in the Lloyd household on the bye week from having a quiet and shy daughter who wasn't about having a big formal sweet 16 whose birthday is November 24th for dropping a bomb on the family that she would actually like to have a sweet 16. So it's been a very, very, very busy house on the bye week here. In the Lloyd home. We're going to get to a bunch of stuff here today. Um, Brown's back on the practice field today, boating well for, you know, who is going to be available Sunday down in Miami. Uh, we're going to get to a little bit here. You know, it's, it's time to start peeking over the fences, seeing what everybody else is doing here. You know, looking at Cincinnati, uh, time of this recording, Baltimore Ravens will play on Monday Night Football. Some thoughts on the Miami Dolphins. And then we will get to our final segment of the plan here. Um, we are basically in what was an 11-game plan of Jacoby Brissett. We're closing out here the final three chapters. Final three games, Jacoby Brissett. One week from today, which is Monday, Deshaun Watson is back in the building full-time for the Cleveland Browns as the Jacoby Brissett era will, I, I don't want to say end because you don't want to ever know how anything will work, but should be paused for a little while Come. December. Good news for your Cleveland Browns today at practice. Number 21, Denzel Ward has returned to practice. Um, still in the last phase of the concussion protocol. And certainly, you know, it's it, it's a question. But look, you're going against the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. These guys are just you're not your normal cats, man. These guys could drop football tomorrow and go start a 4 by 400 team and compete in the Olympics. This type of speed and athletes you're talking about with these guys, so getting Denzel Ward back will be paramount. Wyatt Teller. Um, look, the running game really didn't suffer while Wyatt was out, um, and certainly not a knock on Wyatt or certainly not a knock, you know, certainly not trying to praise somebody too much or knock somebody too much, but he's Wyatt freaking Teller. <laughs> he's an all-pro. If Wyatt Teller is ready to go, it is a crucial, crucial thing to have 
as you think the Browns will most likely trying to be, you know, doing everything they can to shorten the game Sunday against the Dolphins. Also back on the practice field, number 28, Jeremiah Usukoromoa. We talked a lot about the linebacker play from the Bengal game on Monday Night Football. Came away very, very impressed from it. But getting JOK back, certainly huge. David Ajoku on the bikes today with a couple of uh, veterans getting some rest here. David Ajoku has said his goal is play Sunday. I got to be I gotta be honest with you, I, I think it's everything David Ajoku is looking for. I think being out of that Monday night game probably crushed him. It, it, it really did because, A, number one, Look, you already got the money, but I think David Njoku understands where the respect factor for himself is becoming in this league. What people are saying about him, the belief that people have in his abilities. So he wants to get right back out there. I mean, he wants to get back out there and do his thing. 85 has been paramount this year. It was nice to see some other things step up in Monday night. But, hey, you get a guy back like David Njoku, you figure that's just going to add to what you were able to do against the Bengals on Monday night. So, gee, much needed health for the Cleveland Browns, which we were kind of anticipating here with the bye week. Um, and the good thing is you got guys who came in and played well and played solid while these guys were out, just you know, basically lengthening the roster as far as the talent and guys you can count on and guys that can be dependable for you down the stretch. Yeah, like these guys, um, I, I think it was really uh, – the bye week sometimes helps, helps you or hurts you, right? Um, you could get a bye early in the season and some teams feel like, you know, they're, they're really rolling and got a lot of momentum going on their side. And then you, you kind of have to take that week off because of the bye week. And, and, and for the Cleveland Browns, I think it, it couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, you, you look at what they were missing out there on the football field. Uh, and, and it was just a testament to how well they played on uh, Monday night against the Bengals, um, because you look at it. You, you play that game, you don't have uh, Denzel Ward, you don't have Wyatt Teller, you don't have David Njoku. Uh, those are three main pieces and parts to your roster. Uh, and, and they still went out there. You didn't have uh, JOK either. You didn't have some of, these, uh, some of the other better players that you got. And guess what? They still went out and had probably one of the most dominant performances or, or most well-rounded performances as a unit, as a team. Uh, especially given the way the defense plays. So now you look back, you look at it, you're going to get Denzel Ward back, it looks like, especially you're going to need him going against uh, a, a guy like Tyreek Hill, who, by the way, has over 1,100 yards already. Let that sink in. 76 receptions, three touchdowns, over 1,100 yards. Jalen Waddle has 700-some-odd yards with six touchdowns. These, you, you, you know... That, that just alone, Tyreek Hill has more yards than whole receiving cores, like nine official receiving cores total in the in, entire NFL. So <laughs> you, you're, you're going to need to have all hands on deck when you, you talk about trying to defend him. Uh, also, you, you look at what, the, what they bring to the table as far as their speed and being vertical and getting it and stretching the field. One thing that Denzel Ward is is, is extremely fast, um, and, and he, if anybody can, he has the best chance of keeping up with some of these guys as well. But you look at it on the offensive side of the football, you get back one of your top receivers, you get back one of your better blockers, and you get back a guy that can really, you know, really stretch the field in the middle of the zone, in the middle of the field, as well as Mari Cooper coming off a really good game. I think the Browns get a lot of people back, including Wyatt Teller, one of the road graders for one of the best offensive lines in the game. So you're looking at this as the right opportune time for the Cleveland Browns to feel good about themselves. And, and I expect them to really be competitive in this game. And this is going to be a very close game uh, down there in, in, in Miami with the Dolphins. And Garrett, this was always a stretch of this schedule 
that we had been talking about. Um, you know, and now we're going to the final three phases of it, with it being Sunday in Miami, the following Sunday in Buffalo, and then the following Sunday home for Tom Brady. And it would you figure it's gotta be his last trip ever to First Energy Stadium, first trip ever, last trip ever to Cleveland, I should say. The Browns need this. Um, you know, Martin Emerson has been outstanding. Greg Newsom has been good. Greedy Williams has not been. So you bring back in Denzel Ward and you go one, one, two, three at the cornerback position. You look really, really good. Denzel, before he went down, was starting to play much better, was starting to look like the player that we all and know we all know and love 21 has been. Look, the offensive line, it didn't really miss much with Wyatt Teller being out, but at the end of the day, he is Wyatt Teller. Um, you know, all pro caliber player guys signed here to be a stalwart for this franchise. Uh, JOK speaks for himself. I think with improved linebacker play, you're going to be able to see, you know, what we all love about Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. I don't know if JOK is ready to be the focal point of the linebacker room. He is basically a piece, a Swiss army knife. And basically you tell him, shoot that gap where this guy's yours. And that's up. JOK will eat up all day long. Dave Oku returning would be, it would be paramount as Browns, obviously very, very low at the tight end position went to the point where basically they were using three offensive linemen against the Bengals. Granted it worked and it's probably something the Browns would not hesitate to go with again. Uh, certainly look good, worked good. And it actually helped with Nick Chubb and one area of Nick Chubb's game. It's always maybe been one thing that wasn't per- purely like perfect in his play is short, short yardage, but it worked for him in that scenario. So that was key. And that was paramount, uh, paramount. Browns getting bodies back here, for a crucial, crucial stress stretch. We're going to get to this in the third segment of you know how important this three-game stretch is and what the hopeful you know realization could be over the next couple of days. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest locked on Browns. Prize picks. I mention this all the time, whether you want to do it for a primetime game or do it for your Sunday slate. Um, it's very simple. I mean, you just pick players and you look at the projections that prize picks has for them. I think he's going to do better than that. I think he's going to do worse than that and go ahead and put together a lineup of two to five players. And if they go score more or less than the prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. It includes the NFL, the NBA, MLB, NHL, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, all of which kick off this week. So if you're a big fan, get ready for all that. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. You deposit $100, they give you $100, etc., etc. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Welcome back to Locked on Browns podcast. I want to thank everybody uh, for definitely checking in with us, definitely um, subscribing to the channel. Make sure you keep hitting that notification bell and and like, and so that we can get this content out to everybody. It's going to start picking up here in a little bit. Uh, You got Deshaun Watson coming back in a couple of weeks. Like we said, we've been preaching that the Browns need to go two and one. And guess where you can find out the best information and all all the latest and greatest is right here on Locked on Browns podcast. Also, make sure you definitely subscribe to us uh, and, and follow us on Twitter as well. Uh, Jeff, we, we looked at this uh, this thing, and we, we've always said 
you've always looked at it and said, we need to get to be two and one. We'll talk about that in the third segment. But before you can start even looking at what you need to do and going two one in these next three games, you got to kind of start scoreboard board watching a little bit as well. Uh, when you when you're not in in your own, um, you don't control your own destiny. When you don't really have all of the cards that you need uh, to cash your own, uh, you know, cash your own trip to the playoffs, you're gonna have to start looking at other teams and and know uh, we don't look past any further than the, the Cincinnati Bengals who we just beat. In the care, or excuse me, Cincinnati Bengals as well as the Baltimore Ravens. Now Cincinnati. Um, you know, they got the win against the Carolina Panthers. Um, you look at what happened in Joe Mixon, and that's why the NFL is so unpredictable. You take a look <laughs> at what Joe Mixon did, and they didn't do nothing. He comes out and has the game of his life. It's like five touchdowns. It's crazy. And, and they look like yards, yep. at 200 total, they look like they're right back to being the Bengals or what we thought about we were going to see on Monday night. You take a look at the Baltimore Ravens. They got a game coming up here against a uh, the, a New Orleans Saints team, and I don't have a, a, a feel for what the Baltimore Ravens are. I just don't have a, you know, I, when you when you turn on and watch the Baltimore Ravens, you expect a certain brand of football. Um, but I think we, we kind of assume that that brand always translates, being that they're going to be a tremendous running team. Well, Lamar Jackson scrambles around, but they're not traditionally this year a solid running team. You think, oh, they're going to have, Multiple pass rushers. They're going to get after guys. They're going to have a, a defense that doesn't give up anything and they're stingy. Well, not, not so much. That's really not the case either with the Baltimore Ravens. But one thing they do have is a strong kicking game. And if you can keep the game close, Justin Tucker can, can, can put you over the top. Um, but looking at this game, we, we I would like a little bit of help. If I could get some help uh, here with Baltimore, especially because they're number one in division right now, we need to knock them down a couple pegs, and and you know you you have to start rooting for some of these other teams, uh, better earlier than late. It's it is that time of year. It's time where you start peeking around and seeing what's going on with the neighbors, so to speak. Uh, look, Cincinnati. This this Panther game was on their schedule. Nobody thought, you know, I, I don't think anybody truly thought there was ever going to be a chance the Panthers were going to beat. Uh, the Bengals, yes, Baker Mayfield went in the second half, had a strong second half, completed 70% of his passes, threw two touchdowns. Um, and actually, with Baker Mayfield's play in the second half, the Carolina Panthers came out today and announced that P.J. Walker will continue to start for the Carolina Panthers on Thursday night. They don't want to win. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers don't want to win. The Carolina, the only thing even remotely attractive about the Carolina Panthers right now without a head coach is that they can most likely – go to whoever those prospective head coaches are going to be and say, we're either drafting one or we're drafting two. So who's your guy? Cause we'll go get him for you. And you, the organization is basically yours at this point. So you can't, you know, whatever you, you knew it. Do I think the Bengals are any better? Do I think they are still a middle of the road team after that game yesterday? Absolutely. 100%. And look, the Browns ran all over Carolina themselves. So, you know, whatever for Joe Mixon. Hey, if you had him in fantasy, I'm happy for you. Um, that's not concerning me because the Joe Mixon we saw on Monday night against the Browns didn't look good at all. So I'm not too concerned. And with Cincinnati being five and four, um, you know, the Browns being three and five Bengals going on in the bye week, basically Browns are one game out, you know, one game away from the Bengals. But if you think about it, they're technically not because they hold a tiebreaker over the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm still not concerned about the Cincinnati Bengals. The Baltimore Ravens are going into tonight against the New Orleans Saints. There is no Rashad Bateman. 
There is no Mark Andrews. So there you go. Top two weapons for Lamar Jackson are not playing. The other, Kenyon Drake, I'm not concerned about Kenyon Drake. Justice Hill, oh, everybody, he's averaging six yards per carry. He's got like 19 carries. Congratulations, homie. You know what I'm saying? Just think about that. Right. 19,000 more carries, and Emmett Smith will start maybe sweating. All right, dude? So relax a little bit with that talk. Um, so Baltimore, there's a big opportunity here for night for somebody to go in and, and give the Ravens a loss that maybe the Ravens don't necessarily deserve. So we'll see that. You know, Andy Dalton, interesting enough. I mean, we always find a game every year for as long as Andy Dalton has not been uh, a Cincinnati Bengal where we need Dalton to do something for the Browns. Andy Dalton, go have a night tonight for the Browns. We saw the Dolphins a little bit yesterday. And look, the Bears team is improving. But the fact that it was a 35-32 ball game with the Browns playing in Miami this week, I'm not saying, I'm saying, oh, man, we're going to go in there. and We're going to secure a lock. No, 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 no. But the fact that Bear team could put, that basically had no offensive identity for the last couple of weeks, put up 32 points. And everybody took a look in at the stats and see that the Bears ran for 250-something yards. They did. But Justin Fields ran for like 160, 170 himself. You ain't getting that here. Yeah, you ain't getting that from Jacoby Brissett, kids. All right, so let's just calm down. That ain't going to happen. Um, but you saw they could be scored upon. You saw the ball could be moved upon. The key is going to be slowing this team down. So, I mean, look, the Bengals, you know, they'll go to buy. Ravens got a chance to lose here on Monday Night Football. You feel better. This is what you're kind of hoping for. If you're the Browns, you just got to lay in the weeds. You got to wait for your opportunity. You got to go back out there. And, look, there's two tough road games coming for this team. You got to go out there and do the best you can against these teams. Um, we're going to get to that third segment here, the importance of this next three games. But I do want to thank everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day. Um, all the Everything you guys do for us, it, it is greatly appreciated. I mean, it, over a bye week, you know, Garrett and I, it's kind of quiet. You know, it's not like we go Twitter dark, but, you know, it's nice to recharge your batteries a little bit. You know, Garrett's got a wife. I got a wife and kids, man. We got a lot going on. So you get the opportunity to basically, you know, put the car in park a little bit. You do. Um, wherever you find your podcasts, uh, whether it's on your favorite podcast app, make sure you're following, subscribed. YouTube, make sure you're following. Sorry, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you got those notifications on. And guys, with each and every episode, man, just quick, quick like play there. Just drop that like for us. And of course, the Roku app, Locked On Cleveland Sports. You'll find Locked On Browns. You will find Locked On Cavaliers, Locked On Guardians. And of course, the boys over at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush. Appreciate you all for being along for the ride. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. As Jeff said before, we want to thank everybody for making uh, Locked On Browns your, your first listener today. You know, uh, there's a lot of different places and outlets you can go check out your your Browns, uh, you know, content from. But we appreciate that you're doing it here with us, so we appreciate that. And make sure you continue to make us the first listener today, um, and we'll continue to try p- pump out the best content that we can. Um, you know, earlier in this segment, we talked about it. Everything needs to be worried about two and one. Everything that we need to be worried about doing is, you know, we we talked about this last segment, um, kind of looking around with the Bengals and and a little bit with the Ravens and trying to figure out how we could catch some ground on those guys, um, seeing that they're they're ahead of us in the division so far. But one thing that you can't do is you can't just, you know, really uh bury what you gotta got gotta go out and do. And that's to be win the games that you can win. 
Um, you, we need to be two and one. Uh, in the two games, however you get them, you just need to get them. Um, you you got a tough road coming up here. Uh, Buffalo Bills just took an L to the Jets. Uh, how about the Jets, by the way? How about, you know, <laughs> how about the Jets, by the way, man? It's just, come on, man. This is, I always say, man, if you want to lose your house, just bet on bet on uh, professional sports, and, and <laughs> it, you'll be able to do that any time you want to, man. So, uh, definitely taking a look at that, man. Also, man, if you really want to get it, uh, get this thing really jumping, you get a win against the Miami Dolphins. Then, after you get the win against the Dolphins, if you really want to get people excited, hey, uh, go go uh, go beat the Buffalo Bills, right? I mean. Buffalo, uh, there's some, there's been some rumors around where, guess what? One, uh, Josh Allen seems to be nicked up a little bit. Um, you know, you know, we'll see how that thing plays out. You got to take care of business against Miami because you can't look look ahead any way, shape, or form. But all right, see, went, all right, since you went there, I'm going to go there. I was actually watching, <laughs> and here it was. Yes, I'll, I'll be honest. The, the way the opening slate was closing yesterday, I really wasn't interested. Uh, went to went through check scores real quick. I was like, oh man, Jets might have a chance to ice this. So I threw it back on. And Josh Allen, late in the fourth quarter, um, there the Jets have so many Bryce Huffs or Bryce Hall, Bryce Huff, reserve defensive end. So Josh Allen was stepping up in the pocket. Bryce Huff's coming off the edge, hand on the ball, and you see Allen force his way through it. You do. Next play, Allen throws a ball that's like nine yards short of Stefan Diggs. And it was like, definitely it was like a WTF moment. Like, huh? Like you figured it hit somebody, something happened. Like it was, but first thing it is, see over there and Josh Allen's got his hand on his left wrist. As soon as he squeezes his left wrist, first thing he does is grab, I mean, right, obviously right is what we're talking about. Right wrist, then boom, right to there, right to his right elbow. For me, it, it triggered definitely a thought, like didn't seem right. Um, He kind of lollipopped a Hail Mary at the end that Sauce Gardner was able to knock away. Um. I've heard a couple people, you know, it's nothing out in the open. A couple people maybe mentioned it, but it's something to monitor. Um, we'll see if it is something true with Josh Allen. We'll see the way it plays out. But a little too early for that anyway, as it's, you know, it, it, it's Miami week in Miami right now, and we're going to dissect it all week long. It's Tua. It's Waddle. It's, you know, Tyreek Hill. And you heard Garrett talk about the statistical output to this point. These guys are almost at 2,000 yards combined. 2,000 yards we're at the halfway point. We're at the halfway. For God's sakes, it's nuts what these, these are doing. These dudes might break records. I mean, this is this is borderline for uh, the best thing on. This is the greatest show on turf. I mean, is this is is this Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt? I mean, good gracious! I mean, eleven hundred plus seven hundred. Like, this is probably one of the most prolific. And think about this: Tua missed him. That that's two games where Tua was out. <laughs> they, they wouldn't even have Tua. Tua wasn't even playing. Uh, but I will say this, and, and you're never trying to knock anybody outside of a game. You're never trying to, you know, hurt or concuss anybody. That's not what we're saying here. But one of the things that we we have said is you can harass Tua. Um, he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's not the tallest guy. Um, he, you know, he can you can get after him. They don't have a a, a, a sterling offensive line up front. You can get after those guys, and I think. That's where the Cleveland Browns, if they can do what they did to Joe Burrow, two is no Joe Burrow, right? And if you can make him a little confused and you can get Joe Burrow off his off his deem, off his effort, off his point, off his target, you got a chance in this game. Yeah, so so I look at it, I look at it like this, Jeff. 
you, you can't look past what the Dolphins are going to do. But what you can do is you can say, listen, guys, if we play like we played against against the Cincinnati Bengals, what do you got? You got Nick Chubb. You have a, you have a very, very uh, committed approach to the run game. You have Amari Cooper, who, by the way, is having a pretty good year himself. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who all he does is catch the football. If you can continue that and get these guys off the field uh, and, and make them one-dimensional, I don't care how good you are throwing the ball. One-dimensional with pass rush um, is going to be very difficult to do in the NFL. So I'm looking forward to it. But it's going to be a really big challenge, really, really big challenge for the Browns. Um, but, but I will say this too, though. The Browns can score points with the best of them. The yeah. Browns offense can score too. They got like what, what Charles Barkley said. Hey, I'm not gonna be just sitting there taking no punches. They got a head too. They, <laughs> I'm gonna box their head off too. Hey, hey, it just don't happen. They go one way. They got to stop something that we doing too. So I, I'm key to see what the Browns got in store for them. But once again, Jeff, I will say this: winnable game. Very winnable by no stretch of the imagination. Are the Browns coming in here outmanned and outgunned? No, and, and the duo of Tyreek Hill and J- Jalen Waddle are fantastic, and they're incredible. And it was only enough to beat the Chicago Bears yesterday by three points. If you are the Cleveland Browns, you are a Cleveland Browns fan, or you do what Garrett and I do, you have to believe this product is capable of going out there, and it, it isn't a shock the world moment. It wouldn't feel like the Jets beating the Buffalo Bills yesterday. It shouldn't feel like that. The Browns, offensively, when they're in their zone, and they can do what they can do, running the ball, throwing the ball, getting the the uniqueness of Kareem Hunt at a max. When the Browns do all that, they're a team that can play with anybody in the NFL. There are zero questions about that defensively. It looks like now, you know, you're getting more back. And so now you're the Dolphins. You watch film the last couple of weeks. You saw a lot of Martin Emerson, lots of other things, this, that, and the other thing. But now there's different players coming back. So you know that Joe Woods doesn't have to do this or that. He can say, oh, well, I want to play these two linebackers. You might get a J-O-K, Sione Taki Taki, heavy split at the linebacker position from the two of them. Why? Because you're going to ride the hot hand in 44. And right now, 28 is maybe the best guy you got. And you're still working in a Deion Jones. Just because Denzel Ward is back does not mean Martin Emerson is going to become a bystander by any means. The kid has earned his playing time. He's going to play. We know the Browns like to play nickel. We know they like to play dime. Play your best 11 which means it's probably going to be those three corners, those two linebackers that I mentioned, safeties, and a lot of pass rushers like you did against Cincinnati. Tua is like every other quarterback. It, it's not a knock on anybody, man. You get dropped on your can a couple times in the first quarter, you don't enjoy it. <laughs> you just don't. So and it's not saying that automatically you're seeing ghosts, but you feel that pressure and you feel it a heck of a lot faster. The thing that's different with the Dolphins as opposed to the Bengals is they can send Waddle or Hill deep, but then they usually take the other one on a short drag. So if they can see it's, you know, right away, oh, it's not going to develop deep or, you know, it's going to be two guys there. Well, good luck, you know, chasing 4-2-40, running yeah, vertically across the field. That's really hard for anybody to do. Especially if you run a man-to-man coverage, right? If you're a man-to-man, you, you know, those man beaters, those crossing routes, it's one of those things where, you know, you just look back and be like, my gosh, this dude just does not quit. These guys are fast. If you, if They'll run the pick routes. They'll run the rub routes. 
They're always looking. And the one thing that they really, which the Browns have shored up a little bit, is the communication in the secondary. The Browns will look to pass off some of that, especially if you if they're, you know, trying to disguise what their defense is. They'll pass off some of those routes. But here's the thing. If you mess up, and I go back to the John Johnson um, thing, we're back, you know, when we were playing Kansas City, and it just seemed like Tyreek Hill just ran away from him, and it was kind of like he was caught in no man's lane, and it was an easy seven. So, you know, when you're dealing with the guys that fast, you have to have a lot of communication. You got to be short up. And, and here's the thing. You got to play physical against those guys a little bit too and put and put a helmet on the football at some point in time and make them think about coming across the middle or, or at least playing, making a good play on the football. Garrett Bush, real quickly from Ian Rappaport. Bill's QB, Josh Allen, is likely to be limited this week because of an elbow injury suffered late on Sunday's loss to the New York Jets. It is now considered a situation to monitor rather than ailment that would keep him out of the game, sources say. He's still going under – he's still undergoing tests at this time. So, again, not sure if it means something or it doesn't mean something. And, again, the Browns don't play the Bills Sunday. They play him a week from Sunday. Folks, the focus here, it's simple. It is harassed to a Tagalayavola. And one thing you didn't get to, Garrett, that I did want to mention about the Browns' defense that they've done the last couple of weeks is they've tackled much better. And that is a huge key against Jalen Will- Waddell and Tyree Kill. Because these guys, I mean, even just the slightest, the slightest miss, the slightest, you know, anything, it's gone. It's 4-2-40 is what these dudes run. It's, it's over. It's over. And it's going to be a tough, th- a tough thing for the Browns because, look, the, it, the weather's probably been fortunate here in the Northeast and where I, Northeast, Northeast where I am, in Ohio. The weather has been kind of fortunate. But it's a whole different ball game as opposed to Southern Florida hot. Southern Florida hot is just hot. You go down there, it's hard to breathe. Different and then the other, like, oh, well, make sure you drink. You make sure you drink your fluids, and then guess no. what? You're walking around and your belly's beached because you drank too much damn fluid. Man, it, it, you can't really prepare for it like that. You you almost have to, and you you know it when you talk about getting hydrated and to do things like that. You got to do that whole like two weeks before. Like you got to, you can't, you can never catch up on it. So. And, and it's going to be a, a thing. Um, the, but the way that running game that we got, we want to get them tired too. Hey, good luck tackling the running backs we got if we got your tongue hanging out at the end of the games when we're trying to get rid of this clock. I think it's a, it's a good opportunity to run that ball controlled offense. So um, the Browns have advantages on this game too. So they'll need to maximize what they what they do good at and minimize what they don't. Sounds Sounds like rocket science, but it's really not. <laughs> no question, no question. We got a lot coming here this week. Uh, obviously, the Browns this is going to be a big one here. You got to go two and one over this next stretch. You got to find a way to be any combination. I, I don't care. It's a combination of Tampa, Baltimore, Buffalo. You go three and zero. Oh, that's fantastic. One and two. You're almost asking way, way too much of Deshaun Watson, and you, you, you don't want to be put in that position. You say Deshaun Watson comes back, and this team is five and six, and you're asking him maybe go what five and one, five and one, five and one. Five and the worst one, thing. Four well, I, you know, I'm talking – and look, we ain't talking wild card. I don't care about wild cards. Just give me the north. Right. Just give yeah. me the north. It's the easiest avenue there. So that is where we're at, and we'll get to it a lot more, obviously, just as this week rolls on. He is Garrett Bush, ultimately the sports show, 11-1, Monday through Friday on YouTube. Make sure you check it out. Garrett was in today on Monday. He'll be in on Friday over at 92.3, the fan in the morning. You'll yes, give him some analysis and some thoughts here for the guys over there. Of course, Saturday morning, the barbershop, uh, 8 to noon, 92.3, the fan. Pre-game, post-game coverage, Browns, uh, Cavaliers, 
Fuck guys, make sure you're looking out for all that. Follow Garrett at Gbush91. Myself, Jeff Lloyd. Throw a follow over at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you are subscribed to the Lockdown Browns podcast on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed. You got those notifications on. Throw a like on those episodes for us. Be sure to check us out on the Lockdown Cleveland Sports channel on Roku. All of this being said, we appreciate it, everybody. Hope you all enjoyed your weekend, man. But business about to pick up for your That's Browns. Me. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.